We are here at the Prime Health Summit. It's an honor to be with Lieutenant Governor Dr. Donna Lin. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, so I was saying earlier um, that Startup Health Colorado, one of the reasons we wanted to uh, have one of our headquarters here was really because of the leadership of, of Colorado and having a mission uh, for the state to make it the healthiest state in the nation. Right. Um, and I thought that was just extraordinary. Um, so what, what's the genesis of that? Not many states think that way. Um, give us a little backstory there, and, and what does that mean for Colorado? Sure. Well, thank you. Um, so Governor Hickenlooper in 2013 put a stake in the ground and said, we want Colorado to be the healthiest state in the country. And I think as a business person, he recognized a couple things. One, health insurance costs are a drag on a lot of companies' earnings. I mean, it is, it's essential to provide it from a competitive point of view, but it costs a lot of money. You know, the expression, Starbucks spends more money on health on, on healthcare than it does on coffee beans. Mm. So uh, that's number one. Number two, he recognizes that having healthy employees and having productive employees is also a key ingredient to an economy. So we need to push the cost down of health care and manage it appropriately, but we also have to invest in people so that they recognize that exercising, eating good food, um, taking care of their mental health as well mm. as their physical health are important ingredients in any healthy economy. And it seems like there's this, um, there is this vibrant ecosystem around health innovation here in Colorado. Um, why is Colorado such a great place for entrepreneurs, for health innovators now? What are some of the reasons? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, you do have a governor who's passionate about this. Mm. Um, second, uh, I'm a transplant myself from New York, and I can't believe how clean the air is, how um, athletic everybody here. is. <laughs> That's right. You don't get stressed as much. The traffic's nowhere near as bad. And, um, and at the same time, there is a younger culture in addition to sort of existing legacy companies that we have here that we're very proud of. Uh, you have a lot of startups. You have a great universities that mm -hmm. are um, incubating some of the startups. You have, um, this is often ranked the number one place for millennials to move to. And they're less likely to want to go into sort of a traditional company where they spend their whole career and like a creative environment. So I think um, it, it is almost like a snowball here. We've got uh, the lowest unemployment in Colorado in uh, the country right now. We're at 2.6% unemployment. And um, it's the lowest it's been in the 41 years they've been collecting the wow. index. So we're low employment creating jobs, um, great, we're the skinniest state, you may know that, and we're, I think, one of the most active states by some rankings. So it's a great place to live and work, and uh, I think more and more people are trying to look at that balance, mm -hmm. uh, and, and startups and that energy are really a part of the dynamic we have here. So you're glad you moved from New York then? I am. Yeah. <laughs> so we're headquartered in New York, and it's, it's just great to be here in this ecosystem at, at Startup Health. You know, we're building an army of entrepreneurs. We call them health transformers. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the exciting things is more of these health transformers are moving here or they're operating here to solve some of the big challenges. What are some of the big health challenges here that need to be resolved? In spite of everything that I said, you're asking a perfect question because there are health challenges here. We are the skinniest state in the country, except that our uh, percentage of people who are overweight, which is 20% of the population are overweight, 
Um, if you looked back in 1990, it was 5% of the population. So we have a growing obesity problem. Mm -hmm. And when you have obese people in your infrastructure, they cost more money in terms of health care, they're not as productive, and there's all these other diseases that are a byproduct of that. So we have a growing obesity rate. We have a, um, a, a real disparity between people of color hmm. and their obesity rates in Colorado, and those are growing pretty substantially, as well as young people. So that is a huge challenge for us, uh, like most of the country, to manage the obesity rate. We also are a big, big uh, state with a lot of uh, rural areas. And rural health care is pretty challenging. You sometimes have to drive an hour, an hour and a half to get health care, and even farther if it's sort of advanced care, tertiary care, and quaternary care. So um, making sure that our um, rural populations have access to health care because they're an important part of our economic fiber, fiber is also critical. The third is we have um, some pretty high rates of uh, suicide in Colorado. Mm. Uh, we're in what's called the suicide belt, which is mm. mostly the West. So we're, we rank ninth in the country around suicide. And um, we also have some substance abuse issues, um, opioid abuse, mm -hmm. heroin abuse, and so forth that you've probably heard about in the media. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to tackle those problems um, at the same time being very proud of many of the advancements that mm -hmm. we've made. So if you could wave a magic wand and, and solve one big challenge or have the people here in this state um, change one behavior, say, what would that be? I think it would be around mental health um, because mental health still carries a little bit of a stigma. Mm. And we know that um, one out of every four Coloradans either has a behavioral health issue or a substance abuse issue. And if you're tucking it under, uh, you're burying the problem and mm. sooner or later it's gonna pop out. So I think um, us acknowledging that mental health is as important as physical health and making sure everybody has access to treatment is an important part of what we need to do as a state. Now you had a background, or have a background in, in health and health care. Um, what, what guided you to, to have that background and passion for health? I spent a lot of time in New York uh, working for four mayors and thinking about a, a very big workforce. Uh, city employees in New York, a number of a little over 300,000. I mean, that's the size wow. of some cities in yeah. and of themselves. And um, they're... Uh, hardworking, um, not always highly paid people who need health care benefits. And so when I saw that health care benefits weren't being provided efficiently, I said, how do I, how do I change this value proposition? And how do I help do this in a very professional way, give people choice, give people access to information, but um, continue to, to work on the cost of health care? Mm. So, um, I often say I've been a purchaser of health care as an employer. I've been a payer meaning an insurer. I've been a provider working in healthcare systems like a hospital system and like Kaiser Permanente. Mm -hmm. And I certainly have been a patient. So mm -hmm. we all as patients have points of view of experience that have gone wrong uh, as we've used the healthcare system. It's an exceptional time, uh, both for good reasons and bizarre reasons, I think, in terms of health and healthcare. Um, what are your predictions? Where, where do you see things going, say, over the next five years? Are you optimistic? <clears throat> are you concerned? It is an interesting sort of economic quandary, I think. Um, in most businesses where you try to spend more money, you there's a value proposition, right? You 
return workers perhaps to more productive states or you invest in technology and it creates some efficiency. In healthcare, um, most of the money that we spend is on people in the last six months of life. Hmm. Um, and to put it in a, in a uh, sort of unemotional term, that's generally not when they're being productive. Mm -hmm. So businesses um, who foot most of the healthcare bill have to spend that money. Um, it's the compassionate and right, humane thing to do, but at the same time, um, there's newer technology, whether it's new drugs, it's new um, medical devices that are allowing us to live much, much longer lives, well into our 80s, mm -hmm. our 90s, 100, and there's a cost to that, but there isn't necessarily a return on investment, to put mm -hmm. it in sort of traditional business terms. So. I think we have to recognize that we're spending a lot more money uh, and it's wonderful because people are getting cured of disease, they're being able to live with disease, um, they're continuing to be active into their 80s, 90s, and 100s, um, but who's going to pay for that? So if we turn those years into healthy years, that'll, that'll be one solution. We just got to figure out how to do that. I think I have an idea because I heard that You've climbed all the 14ers, <laughs> is that right? That's correct. Um, so what I was gonna ask you for the last question here is, um, you know, health is such a part of the culture here in Colorado. The people talk about health, the people are doing healthy things. What do you do to stay healthy? Well, it's so funny you say the 14ers, because when I lived in New York, I didn't know that was a word. But oh. when you live <laughs> in Colorado, you have to know that's a word. Um, and what I try to do is I still climb. Uh, so I uh, am about to climb Mount Whitney in California uh, in July. Wow. I'll, I'm starting to do some of the not as high as 14,000 foot peak. the peaks. They're called the centennials because they're getting close. It's Ooh. the top 100 peaks in Colorado. But even the casual walk, you don't have to be uh, a aggressive and get into all the technical kinds of um, hiking and climbing and mountaineering that I do and a lot of other people do. You don't have to be uh, a, a mountain biker. If you just get out and walk, you know, it could be during your lunchtime, have a walking meeting, uh, make sure you take a 30-minute walk. There's a lot of evidence that shows even something as simple as that will um, improve your health, your mm. heart health. And when your heart health works, um, a lot of other things are working mm. along with it. Well, thank you for your inspiration and, and you. leadership. Uh, it's, it's meaningful, and I think a lot of the nation and, and world even can, can learn from what's going on here in Colorado. Thanks, and welcome to Colorado. Thank you. Thank you.